This programme was produced at and first aired on NPR, Manawatu People's Radio, with support from New Zealand On Air. Kapai Irarangi Tomotu, NPR. If you enjoy this NPR podcast, please consider subscribing. Our podcasts are available on all major podcasting platforms. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts and Spotify, as well as the accessmedia.nz app. Hello there, how you doing? It's uh, Kevin Riley here and welcome to the Irish Time here on the Mano 2 People's Radio in Palmerston North on... It's Friday. It's Amnesty's Day, actually, the 11th to the 11th. And it's uh, pretty visible outside. Dark, gloomy and wet. Considering you know, we've had such a, a good run of weather in the last week or two, where it's been reasonably sunny. and uh, always been windy, but it's always been kind of warm. It's not so much today. Anyway, we'll get on to some news. Uh, last week I was talking about the mansion house in the crib. There was a lot of a lot of people got upset because they used live animals, you know, in the crib, uh, you know, beside the you know the baby Jesus, Mary and Joseph, and all that sort of stuff. They had lambs and goats. Well, uh, and there's being moved to stop that, you know, uh, because of the cruelty of the animals, because they were under lights and getting blasted with music. I don't know about blasts, but they music going all the time. You know, it wasn't just a couple of hours; it was on for quite a long time. Over a long period of time as well. Anyway, anyway, here we go. Uh, Dublin's Lord Mayor has said that there will be uh, a crib at the Mansion House this year, but there will be that will be no animals. Addressing a meeting of the, county, the Dublin County Con- uh, City Council, rather, uh, Caroline Con- Conroy said that there will be a Christmas sleigh and children's choirs alongside the crib, but reiterated her position that there will be no live animals. I'd like to reassure people that we are aiming to do this to make the experience better this Christmas. There will be a crib at the mansion house. The only difference is that there will be no live animals, and but that's exciting that there, that there won't be any animals suffering. She added that uh, some reports that there would be a crib at the mansion house were erroneous, you know, with someone saying that there will be one with animals. It uh, it comes for after Fiona Gale put forward an emergency motion for this week's council meeting, calling for the crib to be reinstated. The live crib has been outside the mansion house in Dawson Street there in Dublin since 1995. Speaking last month, Fiona Gale councillor James uh, Grogahan, I think is how you say that, said that not even the Grinch would ban this beloved Christmas tradition. We have to overturn this and look for a new location. Perhaps in Stevens Green, we know times are tough, so we want to ensure children and their families have a Christmas crib to visit when they're in Dublin. Which is brilliant, I think. Uh, the minister of uh, the minister of office of the minister of office of public works, alongside a, a, a number of members of the Fianna Gael councillors, are working on reversing that. Uh, uh, you know, just to get rid of that Grinch-like decision. Government Minister Patrick O'Donovan said he was working with the Irish Farmers Association on a new location. Uh, the Irish Farmers Association worked in conjunction with the Dublin City Council each year to organise the live crib. Last month, the National Animal Rights Association welcomed the decision to stop losing live animals in the crib, saying the end of the three-decade, three-decade-old animal tradition was a progressive step for animals' rights. I agree with that. I think it's, you know, they're under, like I said, under lights. 
and music and a whole lot of other stuff. They're probably stunned. In a statement, uh, the animals' right people spokesman Lorna Bruxton, not using animals for for entertainment is something that should be welcomed by all. As many, as more compassionate as a more compassionate way to mark the festive uh, season, we have been long objecting to the lives crib for over uh, quite a long period of time. Four animals do not belong in Dublin city centre. They're, they're put in an enclosure on display where they have no space to get from people. They're surrounded by large music and hundreds and hundreds of people staring at them. It's not acceptable to celebrate Christmas in this way. Despite the hysteria that has been uh, encouraged by certain radio stations and newspapers, we are confident that the majority of people in Ireland don't find looking at animals trapped in a shed the highlight of their Christmas period. So that's good, uh, you know, that they actually are going to do it. Interesting that, you know, the, the radio stations and probably talkbacks on the radio are not sort of, you know, complaining about, oh, this was, you know, wrong, that they should carry on with this tradition, et cetera, et cetera, uh, without, without a thought whatsoever towards, uh, you know, the well-being of animals. I mean, it's, it's not a big deal, eh? you know what I mean? You can put on a, uh, you know, what do you call it, like, you know, plastic animals or stuff made out of stone. Because I remember going to St. Anthony's uh, crib there in Belfast, St. Anthony's in uh, Woodstock Road. And that, there was always a crib, but then not, nothing alive. It was just kind of animals. And I think it was made out of, you know, concrete, et cetera, et cetera, you know, sheep, uh, goats, et cetera, et cetera. And it was, it was never, it was really something to see, you know, because it's something you never saw in real life because this was a, a city, Belfast, and live animals were, uh, you know, few and far between to be seen unless you went out into the countryside itself, which uh, I thought we didn't go out very often. You know, we went out, but we never went into the countryside and the farming was all mostly, uh, you know, cattle, you know, dairy Dairy kettle, or else just kettle full stop. Anyway, so that's, uh, to me, I, I think that's a bit of good news. And this is something that's uh, been making the news all around the world, actually, not just in Ireland. Government to consult tax firms over Irish job losses. It comes as uh, the Deputy Prime Minister met with senior officials from the, their department today for briefings on the tax sector. Uh, the Prime Minister said the government is to consider... Uh, to contact tax giants whose Irish-based employees are at risk of redundancy, and a lot of people. Uh, the Prime Minister said there are issues within the digital sector, and he is concerned about the potential job losses in the state. He made the comments, as the, like I said there, the Deputy Prime Minister met with officials from the Industrial uh, Development Agency over the, the losses at Twitter and the broader situation within the global sector. You know, the social media giant told Ireland-based staff that it will comply with Irish company law that requires it to engage with the Minister of Enterprise about its redundancy plans. It is expected to enter a 30-day uh, consultation period with staff during which time they are, they are not required to work or attend the office. In a statement this evening, the Deputy Prime Minister said there was major concern for staff and families of those who will be impacted by job losses in the tax sector. That's really big because Ireland is the headquarters mostly for tax reasons, you know, I mean, corporate tax, uh, and they employ a lot of people. In a statement this morning, the Deputy Prime Minister said that this uh, concern for staff and families uh, will be impacted by job losses. really were concerned about the, the impact of job losses. However, he said that no international firm is considering closing their uh, Irish base. They're not going to close it, but they're going to reduce it. We will assist any employees affected by as they seek alternative employment and other opportunities. 
the Prime Minister expects all employers to comply with their legal obligations under the Protection of Employment Act 1977. Uh, this requires a 30-day consultation period with employees and their representatives where collective redundancies are proposed. It also reiterates the company to inform the Minister for Enterprise, Trade and Employment uh, that you know they have to do this before they can start to lay off people. The Deputy Prime Minister said there was a strong pipeline of overseas <coughs> and Irish investment in sectors, including tech, saying that there was high demand for tech, marketing and other skills at present. Speaking in Egypt, <coughs> the Prime Minister said we will consult with all the various companies that have been concerned for some time in terms of the global economic situation because of the war in Ukraine and the implications across uh, Europe and the world, migration and so on and so on. It's the kind of world we live in today, unfortunately. But that said, we have bounced back strongly from COVID-19. We do we export heavily on what we produce. So that happens and that, that makes, gives our economy some sort of protection. We have faced a situation before uh, where we had problems, the financial crisis. Our issues clearly in the digital sector. We're always concerned whether there is potential job losses, but we always tend to look at it with a view that they're uh, you know, facing the realities out there, uh, and some of that stuff we just can't change. As and as the government employees at Twitter received an email on Friday advising them to go into the office as uh, as their badge access was being super uh, it was suspended. Not to go into the office, I should say. Sorry, it was being suspended. One former Irish Twitter employee. Woke up uh, to the sad news and I'm no longer a, a twerp. I think that's how you say it. Uh, I loved every single moment working on the global Twitter organisation. Uh, another employee said he'd been led off in Ireland. I love this company with all my heart. I was incredibly proud to work, for, uh, work here for nearly five years, learning uh, from the best people, but all the good things come to an end. Ireland is, uh, has hosted several Irish, uh, you know, uh, not Irish, but tech giants, European headquarters, including Twitter, Google, and Facebook. Like I said, they, they use Dublin as a, you know, a base. It has also emerged that uh, Facebook uh, is planning layoffs this week, which I heard on this morning that they are going to do that. The announcement was expected to be made uh, yesterday. As of the 30th of September, uh, Facebook had 87,000 employees worldwide across its different platforms, which included social media sites and Instagram. So it sounds like it's all up in the air, basically. They are going to go, you know, Twitter, the lot. So it's going to be interesting how that actually all pans out. You know, I suppose that's a sign of the, the technology, really, that, you know, they're making people redundant. It's like robots. They're not going to require human beings, which is sad because you can't beat the sound of someone's voice on the radio as opposed to, uh, you know, live, as opposed to someone, uh, you know, sort of flicking on, uh, you know, what do you call it, a soundtrack saying, oh, no, you're, you're important, your call, your call is important, and all that. That just frustrates people, I believe. Um, Trina's going to sing a song, uh, I Wish My Love Was a Red, Red Rose. Thank you. 
Anyway, this is really big news over the, in both sides of Ireland, North and South. Oil baron charged, uh, rather, Cage millionaire is jailed after brutally attacking a guitarist who complained about his illegal fuel dumping. A millionaire best businessman was jailed for three years after he brutally battered a musician who uh, complained about his illegal fuel dumping. Martin McAllister, 69, believed he was beaten by suspected fuel smuggler Eugene Hanratty, 63, in County Monaghan there in uh, 2012 because he voiced concern over the fuel dumping. It's uh, something that you never actually think about fuel dumping, you know. He also believes that he may have been targeted after he uh, publicly welcomed uh, Pomis, uh, Pomis, uh, Police Chief Constable Ma- Mark Ma- Matt Baggett to cross McLean uh, in 2010. Over the last second, the brave musician who has played with some of the Ireland's biggest stars has also been sus- um, suspected of a campaign of intimidation. But his determination to carry on with his 10-year fight for justice was vindicated after Hanrati, who also pre, uh, previously assaulted a guardie, policeman, and a customs investigator, was caged at the, the circuit court there in Dublin for four years with the final year suspended. Speaking exclusively to the Irish Sun, Mr. McAllister added, we have polluted rivers, streams and lakes here, and someone had to stake, make a stand for basic decency. Good on him. When it comes to uh, Matt Baggett coming here, I know it was the right thing to do because they're, uh, they just they can't live beyond the law. They can't think that they're above the law. I just wanted to put this whole nightmare behind me. I have nothing but praise about how the police handle the case, especially uh, Detective Sergeant Kieran Regan, who took control of it. So that sort of dumping, you know, fuel or whatever. The guy was basically a gangster, in my view. And now talking about musicians, we've got this one here from Shane McGann, from uh, the, the lead singer of the Pogues when they're up and running. Pogues legend Shane McGann was all smiles and looking dapper as he uh, launched his first book, ever book of art. The musician, uh, 64, cut a, a stylish figure as he donned on uh, a, a new suit and shirt and tie at the launch. It was quite a... a a big uh, affair by the sound of it. A number of famous Irish faces were out in force tonight at the official unveiling of the Eternal Buzz and uh, the Crock of Gold, which was held there in Dublin. That's the name of the book, by the way, the Eternal Buzz and the Crock of Gold. It's been described as a collection of never-before-seen illustrations, self-portraits with impressionist composition, drawings, school essays, playful character studies, plus 22 unpublished and unseen handwritten lyrics including early visions of Poe's lyrics. Discussing his love of art, the legendary singer explained, when I was about uh, 11 or 12, I got heavily into studying uh, the history of art and looking at old paintings and modern paintings. I knew I know quite a, little, a lot about art. It's one of the only O-levels I got when I was uh, at school. I did the album over the Pope, uh, the Pope's album, Crock of Gold, can't be the Pope, it says Pope here, but it's better their, their album, Crock of Gold, and I designed the Pope's first album, Red Roses for me, and I shall f- forevermore, uh, you know, be delighted that the book has actually come. The book has cost it a thousand pounds, isn't that an amazing amount of money? So where is that going, I don't know, maybe to him? The book has been carefully curated by McGowan's wife, Victoria May Clark. I love the way that the drawings and notes and scraps of stories provide an insight into Shane's uh, Shane's stories. 
It's like walking into his studio and seeing everything that was happening in his mind. The illustrations are like a visual tapestry of the inner workings of his creative process. He did. He was. Uh, no matter what you might think of the punk rocker, except etc. The guy is quite and you know a, a big uh, author, huge. He's up there with a lot of the other famous Irish authors. His stuff is just amazing. You know, and the poetry that he writes is just unreal. I feel very privileged and very excited to be able to share them with the world in the book, especially for people who love the songs. Last week, his wife Victoria opened up uh, the couple's relationship. Ah, about how much they loved each other. They'd been together for been together for donkey's years. So, uh, but a thousand pounds, uh, rather euros. Get me, don't get it right, Kevin. It was a thousand euros, which is a, a huge amount of money for uh, a book. And now, get down to something that I've got a personal interest in, in a way. The housing and homeless uh, charity Peer McVeary Trust has said it has supported over ten thousand people in 2021, an increase of almost 30% on the previous year. The Trust Annual Report being published today outlines an increase in the charity's own housing delivery and tenant support services, along with its COVID-19 response. Father uh, Peter McVeary, the founder of the charity, said it was, it was able to give 1,200 people a key to their, their own homes last year. Peter McVeary Trust is active in 28 of the 31 local authorities and offers homeless service provisions in five counties, Dublin, Louth, Meath, Kildare and Galway City. Uh, the CEO, Pat Doyle, said 21 marked 10 years of the charity delivering the housing uh, housing first model with uh, the Peter McVeary Trust, responsible for 61% of the services delivered under the National Housing First Implementation Plan. The Housing First model provides a home and wraparound service to homeless people, uh, replacing the old model, which required them to overcome their issues before getting a house. You know, so they make life difficult. And probably the same in most other countries, I would imagine. Our efforts to grow housing uh, first go hand in hand with our social housing delivery program. Uh, and we delivered over two, 200 new social homes in 2021, our best year so far. The report says the social housing units were delivered across a range of schemes through construction, renewal, acquisition and leasing, and particularly with the, the Department of Housing. The charity says its COVID-19 response helped thousands of people in, uh, impacted by homelessness to self-isolate and support over 1,500 vulnerable uh, participants to be vaccinated by the end of uh, 2021. Good on your father. Mr. Doyle said the pandemic provided a hidden opportunity to deliver vital support to vulnerable people, some of whom have not engaged with uh, home, homeless services for years. Father uh, McVitie said the solution to homelessness is to provide people with a home, and that is a priority of our, the trust. Although we provide hospital coming almost a thousand people every night, they still remain homeless. Isn't that amazing? Oh. Oh, no, it's, uh, homeless, it's just the same in, like I said, in most countries, New Zealand is in the same league. I don't know what, anything about the numbers here, et cetera, et cetera. And this is uh, Mary Lou MacDonald accuses the government of sitting on a $2 billion unspent in housing budget. Sinn Féin leader Mary Lou MacDonald has criticised the government for sitting on a $2 billion, uh, euros, I keep saying dollars, $2 billion euros due to an underspent, uh, which is underspent in this year's housing budget. 
yet there is unprecedented need across the country. Speaking during the leader's questions in the Doyle, she said, it beggars belief that the government claims its housing policies are working when it's not just missing its, when it's not just missing its target, but its entire approach to housing has failed. The Dublin Central MPs said the government was on course to miss its social and affordable housing targets for the third year on the trot. Adding the coalition was incapable of bringing the, the required urgency to the problem. Minister for Public Expenditure, Michael McGrath, said there was no $2 billion of capital underspent in housing. Adding the final quarter of this year was always where was which, yep, sorry, when there was the largest delivery schemes uh, are under, you know, under pressure. He said even if there was any underspent at the end of the year, there would be carried for, it would be a carried forward position. Ms. Ms. McDonald's uh, replied to the truth that there had been uh, no plan and a failure delivered by a government which uh, refuses to introduce a ban on uh, rent. Yeah, that's interesting. To introduce a ban on rent increases. She said the number of children who were homeless had increased by 51% on April 2021. Mr. Wallace said absolutely more housing needed to be bought, but as a challenge which the cabinet, the cabinet will meet. He argued Sinn Féin is opposing men, um, measures which would help alleviate the problems such as new purchase schemes. The land development he said uh, help would be there for those who needed it. The usual uh, story, as they say. But um, I think they're really concerned because Mary Lou MacDonald and the Sinn Féin party are kind of quite a large distance between them and the other parties when the, uh, if there was an election held tomorrow. And hopefully they, you know, they will do it. You know, it'll be good. She'll be the first Irish prime minister, uh, woman Irish prime minister, which would be great stuff. And still on housing, uh, this is in the north. This is about a scandal. It's a bit like our leaky roof scandal. There was, uh, yeah, hundreds of New Zealand homes were affected by the construction. They said more and more homers are going forward north, and I believe their homes are also at risk. We had uh, about 12 people up recently. Uh, this is about, I think they call this stuff micra. It's stone, and it just crumbles and cracks. The houses are just falling out. They're becoming uninhabitable, and there was a huge uh, hue and cry about it, and it's still going on. And... Uh, these people were these were people who houses they were bought they were privately owned. We think we're having about 30, uh, 30 information packs to everyone, telling them what you know how they can help stop the problem. It's going to cost us a lot of money. On top of that, and we have more loads of stuff out of the house in order for the, you know for the walls to come down. Where where do we put it? Yeah, the, the, this is like I said, like leaky homes, and it is really really serious stuff. The houses are just, like I said, crumbling. I saw photographs of, yeah, photographs of some of it. And it's, uh, it's not flooding, but cracked walls inside and out. And then you just touch the windowsills and they just fall apart. They just crumble. It's just absolutely disgusting. You know, you know how they can get away with stuff like that is beyond me. It got to that stage. Anyway, what else have we got here? And I'll finish up on this. A lifetime pet ownership has banned has been placed on a woman who starved her eighteen month eighteen month old cat to death. No, shocking. A justice imposed a lifetime uh, pet ban ownership on a woman who, who starved her eighteen month uh, cat to death, and he has issued a warrant to bring her to court to face sentence. Sarah Jane Morrissey 
of Loch Namon Crescent in uh, County Kildare did not attend her scheduled hearing at the Dublin District Court. The judge uh, described it as the worst animal in the exact case he had ever seen or heard. He convicted Morrissey in her absence under the Animal Health and Welfare Act. She was accused of not safeguarding her pet's welfare, uh, causing it unnecessary suffering and being reckless in regarding to its, uh, in its health. To its health, the Irish Society for the Prevention of Cruelty of Animals also received a report about the cat and the defendant. Some were absolutely shocked. The inspector Fiona Conlon went to the woman's home over four days within a week, but the curtains were drawn and there was no answer. So the woman didn't, didn't even come to the door. They couldn't get anywhere near her. She learned how she could hear the young male cat in distress. It's kind of break your heart in many ways, doesn't it, that people can be so cruel, basically, whether it's intentions in other matter. It could have been, you know, mental health issues or financial issues, whatever. But that's what the, uh, you know, the, the SPCA are there for. If you're having problems uh, with your pets, particularly dogs or cats, you ring them for advice and they will come out and they will, uh, you know, help you out, and in many cases there's no charge because their job is to kind of make sure that animals are not suffering unnecessarily. And on that note, and I know it's a short one, but I've got to go. Okay, so I'll see you again next week. So until then, take care, and I was going to say enjoy the weather, but, you know, just keep dry because the weather forecast is pretty grim by the sound of it. You know, for this afternoon it's going to get heavier and heavier in the rain. Anyway, on that note, I'll see you again uh, next week. And don't forget, be kind, okay? It's nearly Christmas. It's not far away. See you later. If you're enjoying this podcast in Manawatu, you could make your very own, just like this one. NPR exists to help people like you tell your story or share your passion on air and online. Check out npr.nz for more information. Support this show and others like it by giving a donation. For more information, go to www.mpr.nz forward slash donate.